In the name of our Creator and our Redeemer and our Sustainer. Amen. It's a little odd to be sitting here once again in my husband's office giving this sermon for you this morning. The past year of being remote has been challenging in some pretty hard ways, but it has also been a time when I have been able to learn some new skills and to work with our community to find ways of staying connected. However, being back on Copley Square and worshiping with others in the flesh has been incredible and life-giving. I have felt nourished by it. The live music, breaking bread, and standing in the midst of our beloved community has been like being plugged in, recharged, and full to the brim. I think today's gospel holds that same truth. When Jesus asked the 12 disciples, do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answers, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Over the past 18 months, we have all been pulled far from our parish life. We have all struggled and we have been forced to adapt to new ways of living. We've been catapulted from every comfort zone we have ever known. But slowly we are beginning the journey back to something familiar and back to one another. But as we make this journey back, we return with new eyes, with a deeper appreciation of what we've been missing during this time away. To be giving this sermon to my iPhone only heightens my gratitude for any and all in-person gatherings. I want to meet the world with the fresh eyes. And Andy Grammer's song that he writes to his long beloved wife, he talks about seeing her with fresh eyes. That is what we want to return to when we come back. The word of God can be just like that. It's a truth which is disclosed or revealed to us in the challenges and journeys of our lives. But it's also the truth to which we are called to return to with our newfound experiences and to hear again and to discover once more. The Word of God is not something we simply engage on just an intellectual level. It's something that's more visceral. It involves the whole of our being. Jesus in today's gospel uses really graphic language to describe how we connect with him. He tells his disciples it is about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, abiding in him and him in them. It's as if he's describing God entering our very flesh and bones in and transforming all that we are by his indwelling presence among us. This language may feel disturbing to his disciples and to us. Drinking blood was considered unclean and absolutely not done. All blood was drained from animals before they were eaten, and the very idea of such graphic imagery was downright shocking. So is that what Jesus really means? We are to eat his flesh and drink his blood? Like the disciples, we too might be confused by this language. Even as a fan of the Twilight series, flesh and blood is a new level. Maybe the disciples are right. This teaching is way too difficult. 
Sometimes scripture is simplified as a mere textbook that God, to understand God and to read and deliver black and white easy answers. It's used like some self-help book that offers 12 tips on how to get it right, the 10 commandments. Follow these strategies and you too will have eternal life. However, the more we read about Jesus in the scriptures, the more we are pushed away from easy answer solutions to all of these questions. There are two extremes that can be problematic when we are looking at scripture. On the one hand, there might be this temptation to believe that we have mastered the word and that God, through our knowledge and understanding alone, that we can be in control and we have it all figured out. It cannot, it can become not the way to loving God, but explaining God to justify our own belief of what we think is righteous. The other extreme is to see the word of God as purely subjective, like some collection of ideas that are just all about heart with no head and no thought that's sweet and comforting and say what we want to hear. But that's not going to transform anything. The word of God needs a better way. The image Jesus himself uses is flesh and blood. But what do we think he really means by this language? I think he means that our encounter with him changes everything. It changes who we are because it feeds us both inwardly and outwardly. Revelation will come not through status or being super smart or some worldly authority. Religion and the church often convince people that they would come to God by following the right rules and the proper rituals. Actually, though, we're going to meet Christ through our complete vulnerable presence, through our willingness to encounter and be encountered by him here and now in our fullness of our own lives. It's not about a literalistic conformity or about romantic whoosh cushy feelings that are going to be discovering the essence of who you are as you grapple with the face to face encounter with God. Jesus talks about vigilance, about seeing and being awake, the courage we have to have to face all the unknowns. God is the flesh and blood of our lives and like a branch cut off from the vine or a human being without any food or drink, that cuts us from the life-giving presence of God. We will wither and we will die. God is life. God is what keeps us breathing with the fullness of love and spirit. It's not easy stuff. It seems to be demanding too much of us. There are those who turn away and betray all that he is and this truth. The gospel tells that many did turn away and stopped going with him it was just too much. But the gospel shows us a different truth. It is a truth of God 
using our ordinary, everyday, common lives that are broken and wounded and struggling, that using these lives, transforming our lives by his abiding presence against all the odds and all the expectations. This gospel is not just text. It is about a living encounter with the holy. It is about an encounter with word, but it is also about an encounter with the word made flesh. When you examine your own life, where and when are the times that you have encountered the living Christ? I think about a time in my life when I was so isolated and between work and not knowing what was coming next and all of the discomfort of the not knowing, all of the insecurities. I remember kneeling at the altar for communion and just weeping uncontrollably. And as the person came and to give me the bread and bent down, they paused, they offered the bread, and then they just waited and I took the bread in and the tears just kept coming. And then they laid their hands and they offered a blessing. And it was a simple blessing of strength and comfort, but it was a blessing that spoke into my very bones and my very being. It was a presence of human connection with the body of Christ coming in at the Great Communion. We all have these moments in our life where we are greatly surprised by the goodness of God's love to enter into our life in surprising ways through surprising people. Bill talked about it when he talked about the stranger three weeks ago that named at the soup kitchen that that soup kitchen was doing more than feeding it was a soup kitchen that was also bringing grace and love. We heard it from Kathy when she told us about that rainbow fish that decided to not be about scarcity, but about abundance and about the ability of God to do great things with small amounts offered. And Karen shared with us about the bread of life and the bread of justice and about a love that's offered to all, not just the few, but a bread for life for all. And finally, this week, this past week, Morgan talked to us about all of the disciples and them pulling back and not trusting and how you can have that negative drift that Jesus just kept pushing ahead despite negativity, despite, despite those disciples turning away. All were offered a way forward and invited in. God abides in us in the very everyday encounters 
And even when it feels like we're going backwards, God is always there to help push us forward and to continue to be the good news for us in our lives and beyond. In the days ahead, I invite you to ponder where God is moving, both physically and mentally, in the fullness of the flesh and bones of your own being. Where have you encountered that God? Amen.